Welcome once again to the Dr. Digital Podcast. And today, my special guest is Darren Tessitore. Now, I've got all kinds of great things to talk about, but wouldn't you like to know how many searches are done on cell phones? Yes, indeed. There's quite a few. Betty might tell you that. Darren is the CEO of Thrive Reviews. He's going to talk about that and some other things that are related to that. SEO, Google Profile. How do you get to the top of your search? And I love this because you can how to get found. And I always would throw in there as well, not only to get found, but how to stay found. So welcome to the show. And if you listen to the very end, I've also got a complimentary offer for you. Stick around with us. So welcome to the show. Darren, can you tell us a little bit about your background? How did you get started in this interesting field that you are in? Yeah, sure, Mick. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. Yes. It's been a quite the, the journey for the past 25 years. Um, I started out in the telecommunications industry, and then I moved into um, consulting in high technology, basically helping companies figure out what the best technologies to use in their organizations were. I see. And that migrated me around to process improvement and helping companies in streamline process and improve their efficiencies into being more efficient. Mm -hmm. And then what I started doing is I started helping companies really to figure out how to get found on the internet. And that then started moving towards, well, how do you get found locally? Literally one night I'm sitting in my office and I had this client. It was a large multi-location company in the West Coast. They had like 30 locations and we're getting them found on the Internet. They're getting like I don't know, 35,000 visits a day to their website. It was awesome. Mm -hmm. But then I, I dove into it and I looked. They're not getting the local traffic that they need. They're getting all this traffic from all over the world and all around the country, but they needed people locally to come into their actual locations. Mm -hmm. And that's when I said, well, how do we do that? How do we direct the traffic so that we're finding the people around them and getting those people in their area to come to their businesses? And that's when I started doing some research and having my team do research into figuring out what are people doing to find local businesses? Mm -hmm. Where are people going when they're trying to look for local businesses? And that's where this whole Thrive Review started. It, it literally started about eight years ago. Right. Didn't turn into Thrive Reviews until about two years ago. It was me consulting for my clients, helping them get found. And then when we kind of figured out the magic formula that's constantly changing, by the way. Yes. Right. We then, we then started implementing that in our clients and realized, you know what? We actually have a product here that can help any local business. Mm -hmm. I'm really big on the local business and small businesses and helping them. They're getting eaten up by the big conglomerates like the Targets and the Walmarts of the yep. world, you know, and the Home Depots and the Lowe's. You see all these little businesses just kind of dying. But I think in the last 10 years, you've seen this big push of people saying, hey, wait a second. My friend owns that store or my friend works there or my kid works there. I want to help them. Mm -hmm. You've seen this big push on helping local businesses, and that's really what we've done is we've, we've honed in on what can you do as a small local business to attract attention to your business mm -hmm. and get those people that are literally looking for you. You will be shocked when you look at the numbers of how many people are actually looking for you but aren't finding you because you don't know where they're looking. Yeah. Now, you said you've been in this field for 25 years. I don't know. Is it possible that you could tell us a little bit about some of the biggest changes that you've seen over the last few years? And you also hinted at it in the last several years. Things have changed. 
Yeah, you know, one of the biggest things obviously is the, the cell phone, right? You know, everyone has a mobile device right now. Literally, I mean, it, I, it sounds kind of broad to say everyone, but there's not many adults that I know that do not have a smartphone, right? Sure. Yep. Well, what happens is when you search for something on your smartphone, how are you searching, right? You're mm -hmm. either going, hey, sir, oh, I shouldn't say that. I say, hey, Siri, she's going to start asking me questions. <laughs> you either say, you know, hey, cell phone, where can I find a chiropractor? Where's the closest yep. uh, dry cleaner to me? What's the best Mexican food around here? You know, you're going to ask your cell phone or you're going to type it into your cell phone. Well, mm -hmm. most people don't know this, but the cell phones have location services, which means it knows where you are. Mm -hmm. So when it knows where you are and you're searching, it's going to find the relevant information around you. Okay. So the key is, how do you become that relevant information? Yeah. Right? And that's kind of what I've seen. One of the biggest changes is, yes, the voice search. I get that, of course. But that voice search is a device-based thing that then goes and searches the internet, right? Mm -hmm. The device right. is searching the internet for you. It's basically just typing in the information into the internet, essentially. It's translating your voice into text that then searches the internet, which then finds the relevant information near you. Mm -hmm. And Google and Apple, they have certain algorithms that they've put in place to determine what they think is most relevant, right? And that's the thing you have to kind of tap into. It's not what you think is the most relevant, right? right? It's what do they think is the most relevant based on what you are and what you're doing, mm -hmm. right? So right. It's, it's not rocket science to actually figure that out and to do that, essentially. Yeah. Now, it, it may be, again, sort of hinting and alluding to it, but are there some hot growth areas that you would say, and there are a lot of things that are happening, obviously, technology changes so rapidly. What would you say are some of the hot growth areas in the field right now? I would say the fact that you're getting over 1 billion searches a day on Google Maps. Hmm. Try to conceive that number, right? A lot, right. Yeah. There's 1 billion people searching Google Maps. Now, most people don't even know what Google Maps is. So think of Google Maps as they literally took the yellow pages. Remember the yellow pages? Yes. They took the yellow page, every business name, address, and phone number, and mm -hmm. they put it into a map. And whether you claimed that business as being yours or not, that business is on that map. And on that map, you have literally a free website. It talks about who you are, what mm -hmm. your address is, what your phone number is, what your website is. And then people can leave reviews about you yeah. without you being able to stop them from leaving reviews. About you, yeah. Right. So they can write whatever they want. To some degree, Google does monitor you know, slander and things along those lines, and they will remove them, which is good, which is new. Um, but what's happening is people also don't realize when you search Google, Google and Google Maps are, the, are interconnected. Mm -hmm. There's this thing called the three pack. So if you go to your, your web browser, you type in Google and you type in chiropractor near me, the first thing you're going to see is a bunch of ads. Then right under the ads, you're going to see three, to, three map listings, maybe four if someone paid for advertising, but you'll see three unpaid map listings in the industry. That's called the three pack, right? Those are the top most relevant three listings on Google maps that Google thinks you're looking for. 
-hmm. and they try to get you to click on them and go into Google Maps and use it for directions, right? And make phone calls and all of that because they can track how many calls they get called, how many people yep. click on the website. So there's all of these analytics that they can track to basically track your usage of the internet so they can make it more relevant to you down the road. Really what they're trying to do is get you to keep using it, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like any, any website or social media platform in the world is designed for one thing to keep you on it yes. as long as possible. Right. Right. And, and we can go into how that's really like, that can be a little bit scary at times too, because especially with kids and younger adults that don't know that there are other views in the world, they can get sucked into these views that, they keep getting shown because they like it or they watch it longer because mm -hmm. right? that's the whole point. So you have to go back to looking at Google. What's the point of Google? What's Google trying to do? Well, Google's trying to get you on their website. Um, Bing is trying to get you on its website, right? That's Apple Maps. Apple Maps just created a whole new Google Maps of their own. So they used to use Yelp as their listings of businesses, right? right? Sure. Well, they're, that's going away. And now they have their own directory of businesses. And you can go on there very easily and create your own listing. Uh, we have a whole article on our website that shows you how to do that. It's not that complicated. If you just Google how to create an Apple Maps listing, it'll give you a link. You go in there, you create your business, put some pictures, put your phone number, put a link to your website. And they don't do reviews. They do thumbs up and thumbs down, which I think is kind of stupid personally because Okay, so I have 500 thumbs up and 100 thumbs down. Well, how much do people like me? I don't know. You know, what am I really doing wrong that I could change? I don't know. You know, where you get a two or three star review, you can kind of see where your, mm. your issues may lie. Anyway, it's, it is what it is. It's the way they're doing it, and I don't think they're going to change it. Right. Okay. But anyway. Yeah, if, if you were to say a lot of business owners are probably interested naturally. And I'd say, what would you recommend business owners to be thinking of and what sort of things should they be aware of that you can perhaps assist them with? So what do they, what do they need to know, I guess? Question. Okay. So first of all, you need to know that you're on Google Maps and you're on Apple yeah. Maps, whether you like it or not. Yeah. Your business is on there. If you want people to find you locally, you need to go in and take ownership of those listings. Okay. You need to make them yours. And now that they're yours, there's a couple key things you need to do, right? Okay. First thing you want to do is make sure you're in the right category, right? And you need to kind of do a little research on what category should you be in as a business. Yes, you're a restaurant. Great. That's a category. What kind of restaurant are you? Hmm. Are you Asian infusion? Are you pizza? Are you uh, Chinese food? Like what kind of restaurant are you? Those are subcategories. So you need to make sure that you are in the relevant category to your business. Hmm. Right. Take some time, focus on doing the research. Don't rush it. Don't just say, okay, yeah, I'm a business, small business. Yep. Next. No, it's super, 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 super important because Google won't show you if they don't think you're in the relevant category that someone's looking for. Mm -hmm. Right. So you need to do some research. You need to understand what the different types of categories Google has. They have a whole series of categories in there that you can pre-pick. Understand them. Know what some of those mean in your industry. Right. How is that relevant and how is it different from other different types of categories that you could be in? Like if you're a consultant, what kind of consultant are you? Yeah. Right. You know, that type of thing. So that's one. That's, I think, the most important. Two, besides the fact that you need to claim it, you need to claim the business as yours. And there's a way of taking ownership of that business and saying, hey, Google, you have my listing on your map. Mm -hmm. I own it. 
And they'll say, okay, prove it. And there's a whole verification process to prove it, which, you know, you just have to Google, how do I verify my business on Google Maps? And that will show you how to verify that it's your business and that you own it so that I don't just go in there and say, hey, I own that chiropractor's office down there that's my competitor, and I'm going to make them look stupid by putting dumb pictures on it, right? Mm -hmm. They don't want that. So you have to claim it, and then you have to categorize it. And then what you want to do is you want to make yourself look professional. This is a website, right? If you have an ugly picture of a stained rug on your Google profile, people are going to go, well, I don't want to go there, right? But if you have a professional picture done, you know, take the 500 bucks and hire a photographer to come in and take some pictures of your business. It's worth it. Thousands and thousands of people are looking for you. Get the professional pictures done. Get a great shot of the outside of your building so people know what it looks like when they're driving by. And when they look at that, that picture on your listing and they look at that building that they drove by, they say, oh, there he is. I know where he is. Or if you're in a weird, obscure position on that building, like around the back or around the corner, hmm. take a picture of that. Make it so that they know, hey, here's a picture of the front. Put a little arrow. Go down this hallway and I'm back here. Right? Yeah. Just little things like that where people – anyway, I, I guess the point is – when you asked me one of the biggest changes I saw here yeah. is our attention span, right? Sure. We, we don't pay a long, we don't put a lot of time and investment into putting our attention on things anymore. We want to know it now. And if you don't give me the data now, I'm off to something else. If I look at this and go, where the hell is that? I drive by there every day. I don't know. Not next. Boom. Literally you have seconds or you lose them. So you have to make it super simple, one, for them to find you, know what your building looks like, know where your front door is, and then make it look appealing inside of your business, right? If you're a chiropractor or a dentist or a veterinarian office, have your staff in their nice uniform standing at the front desk with a big smile, looking That's professional, and get a picture. You know, it doesn't take much. And this iPhone right here, I don't know if you realize this, the camera on this 10 years ago was a $15,000 camera, Right. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe not quite that, but thousands of dollars for this camera 10 years ago. And now you have the best camera in the world. You can snap a quick picture, boom, make it look nice, put it on your Google profile. There you go. Put it on your, on your Yelp. Put it on, put it on your Apple map profile, right? Make it look presentable. So now that you've done that, now that you've cleaned up your profile yeah. a little bit, you've okay. cleaned up your category, you want to write something about you and who you are and what you do in your description. And what a lot of people overlook in this aspect is yeah. keywords. What keywords do I want to use in my description? Google is going to look through my keywords in my description and determine if I'm relevant based on what they're searching for. Mm -hmm. Most people don't realize that. They say, hey, we're a great chiropractor in Johnson City, Tennessee. Come on over. Right. Okay. What kind of chiropractor are you? What makes you great? What special things do you do in chiropractor? We specialize in, you know, handling lower back pain, upper back pain. And it doesn't matter if these keywords sound stupid and you sound repetitive in your writing. Most people are not going to read it. They're going to look at the pictures, look at the location, look at one other thing, which I'll get into in a minute. They're not going to read the description, but Google's going to read the description. Right. Yeah. Right. So mm -hmm. it's way to put repetitive keywords and make it look a little too much. If you know what I mean? Like yeah. you look, you go, that's a little too much. This guy's talking about lower back pain way too much. Well, maybe they, that chiropractor found that lower back pain is one of the number one issues he sees happening because right. so many damn people are sitting for 12 hours a day. Right. Yeah. 
you know, or shoulder sure. pain or upper back pain or whatever it may be, or posture, you know, how do you get proper posture when you sit at a chair all day long looking at Zooms, right? So you, you kind of, you have to look at that. But so I would take some time to do some keyword research, not a very difficult thing to do. And, mm -hmm. but I will say this, don't get lost in the weeds when you Google how to do keyword research. When you Google that, you're going to get 85 million results and you're going to go, well, which one do I do? Right. What do I do here? Just keep it super simple. You can update your description at any point from your cell phone. Right. So do the best you can as fast as you can. Put it in there. Make it sound professional. And then the last thing that I think is one of the most important okay. is the reviews. Hmm. One, having lots of reviews and getting lots of good reviews but even if you have bad reviews, people get this whole concept. I don't want a, a one-star review. Oh, no. Well, if you had 500, let me, let's, let's, let's go back a little bit. You search for a business and you find this business that has 5,000 five-star reviews. Your first thought is BS. Hmm. There's no way that he has a perfect five-star score. He's probably lying. He probably hired someone to get the reviews. I don't believe them. Right? That's yeah. the First thing I always think, and most people do too. So you, it's okay to get a four, three, or two, or even a one-star review to oh, keep that balance. What's more important is how do you respond to those one-star, two-star reviews? Sure. Right? What do you say? I'll give you a real, real life example. We had a client in Texas, and they had a one-star review. And this guy says, worst driver education school on the planet. I hate them. Don't ever go. They have no, like literally just complete slander, right? And this lady's freaking out. She's like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? I said, well, tell us what happened. She goes, well, we took this guy out for a driving test. And he was driving down the street and an ambulance was coming at him. And he didn't move over for the ambulance. Well, in the state of Texas, that's a violation of law. And in the state of Texas, during a driving test for your driver license, any violation of law is an automatic failure. Oh. I said, oh, that's interesting. Can you do me a favor and find me that law? So they found us that law. We then wrote this response. Thank you, Tom, so much for your review. I completely understand your concern, and I would be very upset if I didn't get my license on the first try either. However, we do need to let you know that per Texas state law XYZ, here's the link, by the way, during a driver test, if you do a, a, a moving violation, it's an automatic failure. And when you didn't move over for that, that um, when you didn't move over for that ambulance, and we have a link here to the video showing that on the dashboard cam, it's an automatic violation, and we had to fail you, or we would be in noncompliance with Texas state law. Feel free to come back anytime and take the test again. Thank you very much. And literally, you look at that like if I'm a reader, yeah, yeah. right. I'm going to go, this guy's an idiot. He didn't move over for a freaking ambulance. Like, what's he doing, right? <laughs> so anyway, so yes, the reviews are important. The responses are important. And there is a science to getting reviews. There's a, a, a literal technology on what you can do as a business to get more reviews and ask for more reviews. Um, and anyway, that's, that's one of the things that we do here at Thrive Reviews is we show you how to do that. Um, well, that's a question I had for you then too, because let's say, uh, you know, I'm a person, I got the business and I got all this interest, but I mean, I, I need help. So what kind of expertise do you offer? And maybe there's some things that you would say that people could say, I need 
your services and what kind of expertise do you have to help me out in all this? Because it's a little confusing to me. What what can you do for me? Sure. Well, the first thing is um, we can do everything that I was talking about for you, first of all. We can do the keyword research and figure out what keywords you should be looking to rank for. We're obviously going to work with you and consult you on that, right? We can then set up your Google profile, make sure it's owned by you so that you have it, right? Then we help you write the description. We help you then make sure you upload all of your pictures properly. There is a science to uploading your pictures, believe it or not. Um, there's a thing called geotag. Have you heard of that word before? Yes. Um, it, it's basically, for those that don't know, it's, it takes something like a photo and gives it a physical location on the planet. Like, where was that picture taken from? Was it taken from Park City, Utah, where I'm, where I am right now? Or was it taken in Johnson City, Tennessee, where that client is? So if he takes all these pictures, uploads them to his computer and wipes out the geotags inadvertently and then uploads them to Google, Google doesn't know where those pictures were taken. So they're not going to be as relevant. Google Maps wants pictures on its map platform showing exactly where they were taken from. That's It loves that, right? So what you want to do is you want to make sure they're properly geotagged. We can do that for you. There's some apps you can use on the internet to do that for you as well. Okay. We'll take all your pictures. If you don't have a photographer to come get your pictures done, we'll help you find one. Or we'll have you take a bunch of them and send them to us. And we'll tell you, okay, do this, do that, do this, do that. Right. Make them look professional. And then we'll format them to the right size so that they fit properly and look proportional. Okay. Right. Once all that's done, now what you need to do is you need to start going out and getting reviews. So obviously our company Thrive Reviews, we specialize in helping businesses get more reviews. So first, once we've cleaned up the profile, made the profile look good, made sure it's categories, made sure it's going to rank when people are looking for these different types of things. When I say rank, I mean come in in that top three. Yeah. Right. Yeah. right? So we wanna make sure you fall in that top three and that's going to be done by having all of those basics in and then getting lots of reviews. So there's a couple ways you can get lots of reviews and you can do this on your own. You don't need us to do this necessarily um, unless you want to try to automate the process and get everyone to leave you a review. Mm -hmm. So what, what we do is we will connect to whatever software you're currently using as your database. So if you're a dentist and you're using Dentrix, if you're a, a, a chiropractor and you're using some chiropractic software, if you're an auto dealer and you're using an automated auto dealer software, whatever software you're using to capture your customer database. We will connect to that, and then at a certain point in the sales cycle, because they come in for their appointment or they'll walk into your business, you may know that they walked in, but when are they going to be happiest with you? There's a point. There's always a point. From a furniture store, we, this is a real example. We have a furniture store client, a bunch of them actually. One of our furniture store clients was sending reviews once they paid for their furniture. And I'm like, well, they paid for their furniture. They didn't get their furniture. Right. Mm -hmm. The furniture is not in their room and they're looking at it going, I love that furniture. Sure. Right. That could, that could be in today's day and age, six months from now. Right. Especially if it's a custom piece. I had a custom dining room table made. It took eight months to get. Right. And this guy sent me a text when I walked out the door after paying, asking for a review. And I'm like, well, I could leave a review on how nice they were to me, but I didn't go there to meet nice people. I went there to buy a, a dining room set. So yeah. when that dining room set is in my lip dining room and I'm looking at it going, that is badass. Yeah. That's when I'm going to leave a review. So there's a point there where their software says delivered, right? So the mm -hmm. product was delivered. Well, at that point, we fire off a series of texts and emails asking the person to leave a review, right? 
And the way you ask is almost as important as when you ask, right? Um, and you kind of have to look at it like, what is human nature, right? Do you like to help people that have helped you? Sure, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. If you're at a restaurant and that waiter or waitress is super nice to you and was just a fun experience and they asked you to help them, would you be more inclined to help them? Yeah, sure. No question. Yeah. No question. So yeah. it has to be communicated in that way like, hey, do you mind helping me? Mm. And if you push that, we call it a help button, right? Because it is a button. You push the button and you get a response, right? So if you push that help button, like, do you mind helping me? You're going to be surprised because nine times out of 10, they're going to say yes. Okay. And where you're going to lose them after that is if you make it complicated or hard for them to help you. Mm -hmm. So it has to be super easy. There has to be no thinking about it. And it can't send them down this labyrinth of, okay, where do I leave the review? Right? Yeah. You know, send to Google, leave me a review and they go to google.com. Yeah, where? Right. Now I'm Googling shoes because I just remembered I need a pair of shoes, right? You know, so it's like you lost them, right? Yeah. So there is a link in your Google profile page. Okay. It's called Google Business Profile. If you go to business.google.com, that's where you can claim your business. That's where you can set up your business profile. That's where you can do all these things I've talked about. There's a link in there that if you give them that link, it'll send them right to your Google profile, right? We build a landing page for customers. So it's literally a page with their logo with a simple message and a, a button to leave them a review. And that button can go to Google, it can go to Yelp, it can go to Apple Maps, it can go to lawyers.com, it can go to uh, hotels.com, wherever you want it to go to leave a review, it can go there. We don't recommend doing more than three. And then when they click on that button, it goes right to where you type the review. No looking, no thinking, no, you literally can just start typing five stars and type your message, upload your pictures. It makes it super simple and streamlined. Now, once you start doing that, you start automating that review process. That's one piece of asking for the review is the text and the email. The next piece is having your staff gend in on the importance of getting the reviews, mm. right? Like why do people need to get these reviews? Right. Because people are looking for you and they're going to come in your business if you have lots of reviews. Right. Yeah. Now take your staff and get them to duplicate the importance of that, because lots of relevant reviews are going to rank them higher in Google. Right. And they're going to make you look better. If I see chiropractor near me and I have a one star and a five hundred and eighty star five star reviews, I'm going to the five hundred and eighty star guy. This guy has one star. Who is he? Is he brand new? Does any do people hate him? Like, what's the deal? Right. Yeah, you're going to go to that 580 star over the restaurant. You look at three restaurants next to each other in the same square mile. They're all Mexican restaurants. Well, guess what? This guy has 1500 reviews. This guy has eight. This guy has 20. I'm not even looking at the eight and 20. I'm looking at the 1500. That's just the way it is, unfortunately. So you need to get these lots of reviews and you need to get your staff's head around this. Guys, this is important to our business. Mm -hmm. We need to ask everyone to leave us a review. Now, if they're pissed off and they're mad, don't ask them for a review. Right. You have that option to not ask them because they're probably not going to leave a good review. Now, if they were pissed and you fixed it and they're happy. That's good. But now, how do you make it so you can ask them in a really, really easy, easy, easy way? Well, mm -hmm. we have this thing now called QR codes and COVID has made QR codes probably more popular than ever. 
Like you go into restaurants, you use a QR code for the menu. All these QR codes are everywhere now, right? They're easy to make. I can literally Google, make a QR code, and there's a free link. I can put the link in there, and it turns it into a QR code, and that becomes an image. And now you can take that image, and you can literally have it on the phone. You can have a piece of paper at the front desk, leave us a review, QR code, right? Yeah. But get the staff to direct their attention to that, mm -hmm. right? Hey, Steve, how was your visit today? Oh, it was great, man. My back feels awesome. Oh, my teeth are so clean. I feel amazing. Do you mind doing us a really big favor and helping us out today? And then wait for your response. Yeah. It's literally a question. Tom, you know they're happy. Do you mind doing us a really big favor and helping us out today? Why, of course, Darren. What sure. can I do to help? Would you mind going to this QR code right here and leaving us a five-star review and just telling the world how awesome we are? Boom. The guy's got his phone out. He's sending you a review just like that, right? Literally that simple. And if you get your staff with that mentality, right? Now, there's always the question, well, how do I get my staff to always have that mentality? What do I have to do? Well, there's this thing called rewards and penalties, right? It has been found that if you reward someone for doing something, they're going to keep doing it, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. If, I, if I give you a $25 gift card every time you got a five-star review, you're going to be getting lots of reviews, Sure. right? Yeah. So make it into a game, right? Gamify it amongst your staff, right? Okay, guys, whoever gets the most reviews this month is going to get a $100 gift certificate to whatever restaurant they want. Or whoever gets a review gets a $20 gift card to wherever you want, right? Mm -hmm. Make that the game. Now, our software will give each unique staff member a link to get reviews and then track who got the most reviews. And it will literally send the report to whoever you want saying Steve got 10, Mary got 5, Joe got 8, Tom got 25. And you can then run that report or it runs itself actually and sends you an email at the end of the month. And you just go, okay, I'm going to pay these all out to all my staff now, mm -hmm. right? You just have to work out in your mind what is it worth to you per review. And they're not all equal. Some reviews, some companies, they're worth more than others, right? But they're worth something. They're, they're valuable. Sure. You know, so then the next part, which is just as important as getting the reviews, in Google's mind, is responding to those reviews. So think of it this way. Google is going to reward you for using Google. Yeah. So every business has a Google business profile. Okay, we've established that, right? Well, in that profile, there's a bunch of things you can do. One of the things you can do is you can respond to all your reviews. Now, our, plat our software platform has a feature where you can respond to those reviews as well within our platform, especially if you have multiple locations around the country or around the world. You can pull all the reviews into one dashboard, and you can literally have a person responding to them. We also have Tampa Bay-based people that are American English majors or have graduated with English degrees that personally respond to every review, hmm. right? They will go in and write a response. But what they're doing is, which is super important, is putting keywords. We call it salting keywords. You're sprinkling a couple keywords into hmm. that review response. Sometimes it sounds stupid. Remember the description? It may sound a little bit too much. Yeah, that's right. Right? It's okay to put too many keywords in that response. Just make them into a nice sentence format so that it sounds good. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's what our writers do it because Google is going to see those reviews, see what the people wrote, see what you responded and use that data to help rank you higher in the listings. Yeah. Super, super important. 
with all of this wealth of information and assistance, of course, I'm sure there's people who are saying like, well, this sounds ideal. This is what I would like to know about. How do you recommend people getting a hold of you and what should they do if they're interested? If you're interested, go to thrivereviews.io. Okay. Request a live demo. There's a little mm -hmm. button. Oh. Click on the live demo. There's a calendar link. One of our representatives would jump on a call with you. They'll show you exactly how our platform works. And then they'll literally, we will build up a plan for you. Because you're, you're a little different than someone else. You may have a listing that's already there. Like, you know, I had a hospital come to us last month that had 551 star. There were 1.2 star reviews. And I was like, whoa. You guys, you need to change something, guys. <laughs> People don't like you. So there's a, there's a different plan for that guy than the guy that has nothing, okay. you know, who has one or two or even 20 or 30 reviews, gotcha. right? So we will draw up a plan to help you. And that's all part of our monthly package is helping you to set you up. We don't charge more. It's a, it's a monthly fee for our services, and that includes responding to all your reviews mm. by a human. And you probably go, well, well if, what if it's a one-star review? I don't want you responing to that one-star review. Well, remember that drive, driver ed teacher that I was talking about in yep, Texas? Yep. We consult with you. We're not just going to write the response to that one-star review. We need to get more data. Right. So our writers are going to work with you to figure out what is the best response. And the first thing we want to know is what actually happened. Maybe it was a legitimate screw up on your part. Maybe one of your staff was high and mm -hmm. messed up. You know, it happens. We, but you just need to own up to it and take responsibility for it. Yeah. Like, hey, guys, I'm sorry. This dude was drunk and he was working and we didn't notice that. We didn't notice that he was smoking weed. And we found out that he was and we fired him. And, you know, we're terribly sorry. We're putting in measures to do better drug testing to make sure this doesn't happen again or whatever it may be, right? You know, you, wanna, you want to create a response one that humanizes you mm -hmm. and two makes that person feel like you actually heard them. Yeah. That's all they want, man. They just want to be heard. Yeah. They want you to know that, dude, you screwed up, right? My chicken was cold. I bought a $150 steak and it was cold, you know, or I asked for medium rare and I got well done, you know, or, you know, my back still hurts or my tooth is killing me. What happened? You know, like, help them get them understand that like what they went through, you know, and sure. That's awesome. Well, lots of great advice, Thanks. lots of background and lots of assistance. That's what I would say. So I appreciate all the things that you were able to assist people with, and I'm sure they got a lot more information than they knew before. Thank you for your time, Darren. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Really appreciate it too. You likewise. So hopefully you got something out of this particular episode. And this is the Doctor of Digital Podcast. Until next time, if you listen to the end, you get a complimentary website analysis. And of course, if you have not gotten a copy of the novel, pick that up as well. Until next time, this is Doctor of Digital signing off. Until next time, day is full.